hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, November 5th, 2017. Our text for the day is Deuteronomy 8, verses 10 through 18. You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know to humble you and to test you, and in the end to do you good. Do not say to yourself, My power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, so that He may confirm His covenant that He swore to your ancestors, as He is doing today. The first two Sundays, the last two Sundays have been the first two in our series that we're looking at the most heavenly harvest, reaping the bounty that God has so richly blessed our lives with. And it's been fun talking about supporting our congregation with our prayers and our presence. But this week, talking about support, I want to tell you, as I mentioned in the email Friday, your front cover of your bulletin is wrong. Look at the front cover of your bulletin. It is wrong. There is one major mistake on the front of the bulletin. And it is huge. And it has spiritual implications, not only for us as individuals, but it has severe implications for our life as a church, our faith community, and how we treat each other. This is a mistake that's not only in the front of your bulletin, but it is on your checkbook. It is on your checkbook. It is on the title to your car. It is on the anything that lists you as an owner of an asset is wrong. Because the bulletin cover is wrong because it says harvesting the gift of our resources. We don't have any resources. Everything belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. Our challenge is to be good stewards of that which God has so graciously given us. And it's important for us to keep that at the forefront of our mind as we look at fulfilling our vows to support our congregation with our gifts. Because when we get in this possessive nature that what we have is ours, and when we get in this possessive nature that we are the ones who will direct things, we are the ones who earned these things, and we are the ones, when we start looking at it that way, we have just made some very unfortunate spiritual statements about our own faith and our perspective toward God. Just like when we talk about our congregation. This isn't my church. This isn't your church. This is God's church. It's been given to us to be good stewards. But we have no claim to any of this. But this is God's. And that's hard for us because we live in a world and in a culture Where it's all about me, 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 my, 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 my. 
We use these things as a way to dominate things. And yet any scriptural examination of tithing, any spiritual examination of giving, not only the tithe, but the second mile giving and the third mile giving, has absolutely nothing to say about what we have. But it is a reminder of what God has given us to be used for His glory. You heard Joe talking from Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter. You notice the first thing that was in the passage was in verse 11. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep His commandments, His ordinances, and His statutes, which I am commanding you today. Tithing reminds us of God. For us to set aside the first 10% of all that we have been given is an act of faith. It is an act of faith and it reflects on us. And it's amazing, those patterns in life that remind you of something. One day, uh, it was 1981, I think it was, one of the saints of the church, a wonderful lady, some of y'all may remember her from Lake Charles, named Dr. Mary Ed Covington. She founded the Episcopal Day School where I was, and she looked at my handwriting in first grade and said, Lamar, your handwriting is chicken scratch. I think of Dr. Mary Ed Covington every time I sign a credit card slip, and that was 36 years ago. Every time I sign a check, every time I sign a document, anytime I do anything, I can hear Mary Ed Covington saying, Lamar, your handwriting is chicken scratch. It's amazing what the simplest things can do to remind us of things. And when we write that tithe check and go back and look, the very first check Aaron and I ever wrote as a married couple was for $18 and change. It was a tithe check off my whopping work-study check while I was in seminary. And it was a reminder that we could have made the very real decision that God would understand because we were poor, starving seminary students. Who could have used that $18 and change? But it wasn't about us. It was about faith in God and tithing early on and continuing to this day reminds us of God. You go on in this passage, though, and you see that tithing acknowledges God's work and blessing in our lives. You know, it goes on, it starts in verse 12, it starts reading that list. The Bible is full of wonderful lists of things when a prophetic voice is trying to cry out to you to remind you what God has done. When you have eaten your fill, when you've done this, and when you've done that, then do not exalt yourself forgetting the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from the flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know to humble you and to test you and in the end to do you good. It's easy to take it for granted, isn't it? It's easy to take for granted all that God has so richly blessed us with. And it's easy to take it for granted how that came about. But let us remember 
one of the bedrock foundations of the Christian faith is that there's nothing without God. Everything is God's. And to be used for His glory and the furtherance of His kingdom. When we tithe, we acknowledge God's work and blessing. It's kind of, if you will, a thank you note for the rich bounty which God has put into our lives. When we write that tithe check or when we submit it online or however we do it, we're thanking God for His gift of faithfulness. And we remember that when it comes to tithing, the first 10% is for the work of the local. But then the second mile giving is things like building campaigns and extra missionary work and other things like that. That's the second and third mile giving that goes beyond. The offering we take here at the communion rail to help the poor and needy, in addition to our tithing, is part and parcel of us not taking for granted anything and remembering it as all God's and to be used for His glory. But here we are in verse 17. Do not say to yourself, My power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. Tithing works to make us humble. Tithing works to make us humble. How do we live this out? Do we point to our own accomplishments? Do we point to our own abilities? Do we, do we point to us? Or do we point to God? Do we point to us? Or do we point to the one who knew us before we were formed in the womb? What is our attitude toward these things? What is our attitude when it comes to supporting God's work and the church? But you know, we're not done here yet. And verse 8, 18, But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, so that He may confirm His covenant that He swore to your ancestors, as He is doing today. Tithing is a spiritual matter which is not optional. Tithing is a spiritual matter which is not optional. For tithing is not about you, it's not about me, it's not about our church, it's not about our agendas, it's not about our making statements, it's not about us having control. Tithing is a spiritual matter. That is not optional. I'll never forget one day I was meeting with a finance committee in a previous church and there was some talk about some things and I looked at them and I said, well, I said, I know the wife of a giver who's not happy with what the preacher's doing right now. And they looked at me and they said, oh really? I said, yeah, it's my wife, Erin. She looks at me some days and goes, what are you doing? And how are you doing it? That was a reminder that it's not about us, but it's about God. Our faithful generosity is a direct measure of our trust and our faith in God. And tithing is one of those things that can be hard to get into. It's one of those things that we grow into like we do in so many other areas of our life and our spiritual disciplines. And it's one of those things that we remember 
For it is God who gives us the power to get wealth. It's not the sweat of our brow. We have the ability to make our brow sweat because of the grace of God. The other thing we see when it comes to looking at this passage, and we look at the discipline of tithing, and we look at the discipline of spiritual growth, you'll be amazed how much your lives are transformed when we look at tithing through these lenses. Because tithing is nothing more than, as we see at the beginning of this series, it is nothing more than reaping that bounty that God has sown in our lives. And we do it so that God's Word may be known throughout the kingdom. What do we do? Praying for our church, our first vow. Do we lift one another up? Do we lift our church up? Do we lift its leadership up? Do we lift up those whom God is calling us to reach out to? Being present, as we remembered last week, when we act, and not for reasons of infirmity, that's different. But when we actively choose not to participate through our presence, we are robbing others of whatever it is God wants to use us to do to bless them, to bless the community, and to bless the ministry. And this week, as we look at supporting the church through our gifts, through our tithing, we remember all these things. We remember that tithing reminds us of God. We remember that tithing acknowledges God's work and blessing in our lives. We remember that tithing works to make us humble. And that tithing is a spiritual matter that is not optional. From the very beginning of the faith, we have been taught these things. We have been taught that we have nothing, but that it is all God's. As we move closer to the end of this worship season, and as we look at making our, our commitments for next year, and as we look at moving forward, we've got two more Sundays. We're going to be reaping the harvest of our service and reaping the harvest of our witness. Let us never forget that not just tithing, but all the other vows are at their core a spiritual matter. And our participation in that while not easy, is possible. Because never forget this, God has given us everything we need to fulfill the promises we make to Him. Never forget, you don't have to figure out how you're going to do it. Because God has already given you the ability. Thank you for listening to this podcast of First United Baptist Church of the Ritter, Louisiana. You may find out more about us at fumcderitter.org.